0: What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, we gotta break down game one against the Oakland A's. The D-backs take game one, of course, against those lowly A's. And then we got part one with Silly Baseball bringing down which teams that are kind of disappointing right now do we think can turn it around by the season's end? All on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24 at myportfolio.com. On um, there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, and of course, Thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. But for today's podcast, we got part one with Silly Baseball bringing down which disappointing teams from the early part of the season do we think can turn it around by game 162 but before we get there first want to talk about the good and the more good from this game one against the Oakland A's we won't do a big deep dive this won't be a two segment podcast or two segment two segment we're not doing two segments on game one I don't know what I was trying to say there this is gonna be one segment just breaking down the game and There's a few things I want to hit on from this game. The first thing that I think we have to hit on is just Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly was just dominant, straight up dominant against the Oakland A's. I mean, it honestly didn't look like Merrill Kelly was trying. I mean, the way he kept walking off in between innings, chewing his gum, like he seemed like the most confident, nonchalant dude. He seemed like he was just at an arcade, at a carnival. Throwing balls against those clown pins. Like, this dude seemed like he was just having, not having fun out there because it seemed like he was like, dang, why am I here right now? I should be at home watching a movie, drinking a beer or something because it was just too effortless for Merrill Kelly. And he went seven seven innings, one earned run, one walk, nine Ks. Did give up a home run later in that game, but. By the time Merrill Kelly left the game, like he was arguing with the umpire. He was not getting some calls toward the end of that game. But even with that being said, Merrill Kelly was just completely locked in, dominant. 21 of the 27, 21 of the 27 batters he faced, got a first pitch strike. He threw 70 of his 97 pitches, went for a strike. So Merrill Kelly was just insane tonight. Velo was pretty much right where it is along his season average through a fastball only 27% of the time like fastball 27% changeup 25% slider 16 sinker 13 curveball 12 cutter six like he used his whole arsenal and that changeup was just disappearing on folks tonight most of his pitches like anything that was to a lefty down and in was just disappearing on folks tonight so Merrill Kelly would just straight up nasty and I just love to see Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon. Frontline rotation, super underrated because after this start, Merrill Kelly's ERA is now two nine two. I think Gallon's at like a two three five. So both sub three guys, best frontline duo in Major League Baseball. Don't at me, or if you do at me, do it on Twitter at thomas twenty four, please. Another thing that I want to hit on: Gerardo Perdomo entering this see uh, entering this series. I did my little series preview in you know yesterday's podcast, and I discussed Perdomo was like. One for his last like 17 or something and against Oakland A's who give up a lot of home runs I was like you know what let's get a Geraldo Perdomo home run I want to see some power in this series and we got that Geraldo Perdomo in the second inning Domo danger. loved it Geraldo Perdomo was really good made a lot of things happen this ball game two for three I think he was it a bunt he laid down to the left side and it was another play where he almost got on because the first baseman almost bought well the first baseman did bobble it ended up making an insane Play where he threw it like in between his legs, but everything was going right for Geraldo Perdomo tonight, as it has for most of the season. Another guy who's had good things going for him most of the season, Lords Guriel, who had the walk off against the Giants on Sunday with a major double down left field. And tonight's game in that third inning, Lords Goriel just absolutely crushed one for his sixth of the year. I wonder, I know they have it here. It went 409 feet. It felt like it was like a 500-foot monster blast when you looked at it on TV because it looked like it would just absolutely crush to left center. Um, let me see if I can find the exit velo on that third hardest hit ball of the night. The hardest hit ball was Corbin Carroll's single. Uh, Corbin Carroll single, 107 miles per hour off the bat. But Lord's Guriel, 102 miles an hour off the bat, 409 feet. So definitely put some power to that one. And again, I'm just always astonished whenever Guriel does things like this. Like he was the throw-in in the Gabriel Moreno Dalton Varsho deal. Like he was the forgotten about piece. And Guriel, so far this season, you can make the case. I don't even think it's a hard argument. He's the best player in that deal. He's single-handedly. If you just did the trade straight up Varsho for Gurriel, you'd be like, that's a fleece by the D-backs because that's how good Gurriel has been this season. And then you still have Gabriel Moreno, who has been electric as a defensive catcher, throwing out guys with his arm, real cannon behind the plate, really limiting opposing runners from taking off i mean he couldn't do anything against ruiz tonight. i mean he's electric he has already 19 stolen bases on the season but against everyone else moreno has been insane this year and his hitting i mean this is not going to be someone that he's not going to be a big power guy he might only be like a 12 home run guy he might not be just that slugging might always be something that you yearn from gabriel moreno but if he could be like a 380 obp guy With the average that he has now of 320, like he could just be an on-base machine against posing um, pitchers, and that's what I would love to see from Gabriel Moreno. So that trade has worked out, and shout-out Gurriel for hitting a huge home run in this game. And then one other thing that I want to talk about that was a dislike, Ketel Marte. He got his hit streak in this game, but the moment we came up to the plate with two outs and it was bases loaded, it was a big moment for me just because... I didn't think it was going to change the momentum in the game. I thought the D-backs were going to win this game, whether Ketel Marte came through in that moment or not. It was just more of a microcosm of the overall season because over and over again, as good as Ketel Marte has been this year, he's been getting closer to the form that we've seen in years past. But Ketel Marte, one area they keep struggling is one area he keeps struggling in is that runners in scoring position. And with the bases loaded, I know it's two outs, I wanted a chance for Quentin Marte to boost his confidence with those runners in scoring position, get a big knock against a lowly Oakland team who you're probably going to win against anyway. And it didn't happen. Instead, he struck out. And that was just a moment where I'm just like, it never feels like Quentin Marte comes through in those moments anymore. And it's sad because I always felt like he was someone I could have trusted with runners scoring position. He was someone that I thought was super clutch, big moment in the ball game, high leverage moment. Yeah, I want Quentin Marte in that situation. And so far this season, he's someone I want when there's no outs. He's someone I want at the plate when there's no one on. But if it's two outs, man on third, he's probably not the guy I want at the plate for this D-backs team as it currently stands. Then The final thing that I thought was just funny from this game The A's definitely put on the tank job later in this game because either in that seventh or eighth inning when they were trying to make a rally and they had some action on the bases, their guy Diaz got doubled off with no outs because a little bloop pop fly to the infield where Perdomo had to go a little bit to left field to catch it. Like Diaz is just head down running hard, no outs, doesn't look up for a shallow pop fly and he just gets doubled off. At second base. That seemed like a pretty clear taint job by the Oakland A's there, even though it was probably more of a mental lapse by Diaz. Just funny to see the nine and thirty-five Oakland nine and thirty-four Oakland A's B nine and thirty-five after the D backs win today. But insane to see that because it's very rare you see a guy, no outs, running hard like that, head down with a shallow pop fly to left field. So Great job by the D-backs to take care of victory in game one. And like I've been saying, I want a sweep against this Oakland A's team. Now, we'll get into that conversation with Sully Baseball. But first, I want to tell you guys about game time. Because if you've ever had stress or worries or anxiety about buying tickets Don't have to worry any longer because the best place to get flash deals and last-minute ticket deals is game time because forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMOB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONMOB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And don't forget to catch every D-Bags hometown pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the SiriusXM app and search up Diamondbacks on the app.
1: Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team every day? This is the Daily Podcast. We go through all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I'm an Emmy nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now. It's my fifth season here at the Lockdown MLB Network, which your team every day. One of the teams that could be your team could be the Arizona Diamondbacks, which brings us to stoop, this guy right here, my once a week co-host sign in, please.
0: Yes. Miller Thomas host of locked on D-backs, currently wearing the greatest giveaway item you could get at a baseball game. D-Backs did Anime Night on Saturday, made these cool anime T-shirts. I wasn't able to make it, but shout out my coworker who was able to get me one. So happy. I think this is the best giveaway I've ever seen by a baseball team or any sports team in general. Follow me on Twitter, at CareerThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Dimebacks both Twitter, Instagram. Just type the name in the little search bar. And please hit subscribe on the Dimebacks YouTube channel. All
1: right. First of all, I just wanted to say a couple quick things as we're going on right now. Uh, we are in uh, cycle watch in the Angels game right now. Uh, Shohei Otani did not have his best night as a starting pitcher. He did strike out five. He let up five runs. But he is at the plate right now, and he has a single, a triple, and a homer. Oh, he's He gets getting himself him. that double. Oh, he's getting He it. gets himself the cycle. That's so uh, we're gonna see what, what's gonna happen there um well, I mean look at there's there's two players obviously the two players who uh everyone oh he's singled no cycle oh. oh you know this is the second time this year he's come within uh he came within a homer of the cycle earlier they got within a double of the cycle um I, Fred Lynn who was the great center fielder, For the Red Sox, when I was growing up, the guy would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get hurt. He he got out of the gate, became the first rookie to ever win the MVP, and then later got better. But injuries caught up with him. I follow him on Twitter. He's a good follower on Twitter, and he responds back. It's like, for me, it's like getting a a text back from Aquaman when I see that Fred Lynn send me something. But uh, someone said whenever he got a triple in a game before the third or fourth inning, in his mind, he started thinking cycle this is what I'm going to hit the cycle. And Freddie Lynn did get the cycle. Great player. Um, Look at the, the last year, the great debate for the American league, most valuable player was Otani, who -hmm. was an outstanding pitcher and hitter. And it's tough. You have to have a historic season to top that. Enter Aaron judge who had his 62 home runs. And look at, I, I was a judge guy for the MVP, I I think both sides had a valid argument. Um obviously when, you know, Otani says, hmm, I didn't have my best outing." I'll pick myself up as a hitter in this game uh between, you know, against the Orioles who are who are pretty good this year. The other player when the player who won the MVP last year, Judge, I think is demonstrating his great value because I don't think it's a coincidence that the nanosecond Aaron Judge returned to the Yankee lineup. They started winning. I mean, obviously they beat Oakland. You and I could beat Oakland, but they held their own, splitting the series against Tampa Bay, including two, two absolutely wild come from behind victories. And tonight, game's not over yet, but they're up seven nothing in Toronto. Toronto, who just swept the Braves, there are no there are no uh, you know cheap customers right there. And guess who homered? You know, no, seriously, guess. Guess ah. who homered for the Yankees in this game? Volpe. Nope. Aaron Judge. Ah. Two two homers. Whoa. He's already he missed a he missed a chunk of time on the IL, and he's already in double digit home runs this year. And just adding that Jenga piece back to the puzzle suddenly makes the rest of the lineup potent. You see that they can just they're scoring left and right. And just a few weeks ago, they looked like a minor league lineup. And I think in so many ways, that's his value. Yeah. It beyond just his numbers, what he does for the hitters. that are batting from him, batting behind him. It just makes the team. And the fact that Rizzo has been very good as well. It just makes the rest of the team. They, they they look like they're dusting themselves off and ready to contend.
0: Yeah, because even though Otani's the best overall player, the most well rounded player, there's no one that you fear more coming up to the plate right now than an Aaron Judge because you know with a one swing of the bat, he can change the ball game. And like you said in today's game, he can do it multiple times in one instance. And when you have. Stanton on the injured list like he's been the last couple weeks and that rest of the lineup like we've talked about it it's kind of thin like we've talked about the last few years like it's not that feared after a judge and a Stanton. so when one of those guys is on the injured list it gets that much thinner and if you have both of those guys on the injured list it's going to be impossible to score runs and Aaron Judge is the kind of guy that can carry an offense by himself for multiple weeks at a time if a guy like stands out the lineup
1: I don't know if you saw the game on Sunday, the final game of that just absolutely wild and bonkers series between Tampa Bay and the oh, Yankees. Yeah. Uh, the final batter was Judge, who hit a deep drive to center field. The, uh, Tampa was up by one. And then when uh, Judge got a hold of it, Adam, who was the pitcher for the reliever for Tampa Bay, you saw him put his head his, his hands in his head and keep his head down low because he was like, I can't believe I just let up a game tying home run to Aaron judge. And it was caught right at the wall. And the look of, it wasn't like a look of, yeah, way to go. It was a look of just absolute surprise that, Oh my God, I didn't just, did I do my job? Did I do my job? And um, it's funny, by the way, uh, uh, listen to uh, uh, Stacy got and locked on Yankees. That show has been on Absolute fire for the last week, and uh, Steven and Stacy were talking about how the Yankees have become one of the most confusing teams in baseball because they can fall behind, they can come back, they show they have guts. But I think if you listen to it tomorrow, assuming that they hold on to the seven to one lead that they have, uh, I think the Yankees, not to go all John Wick, but I think they're saying, Yeah, I think I'm back.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Yankees right now, they're still fourth in the standings, but it's kind of not fair to look at the standings in the AL East because they have as many wins as any other division winner outside the Texas Rangers. But if the Yankees were in the AL Central, they will also be tied for the division lead. So the Yankees team, they are starting to get a little bit healthier because that's probably been their biggest issue this year, just straight-up health, like we just mentioned, with the judges and Stantons. Then we still don't know, really, the timetable for Carlos Rodon, who... That's been a, you know, people talk about that in the off season, huge injury risk already throughout majority of his career guy entering its early thirties, major contract. Was that smart to give out? I don't know. I at least liked it for the front half of the Yankees because I thought if you get a healthy Rodon, at least for the first two or three years, that deal you got that championship rotation. But we haven't really seen that rotation yet together because Rodon's been hurt the whole year. But if this Yankees team can continue to get healthy from at least a lineup perspective, they are going to able to be able to score runs. Garrett Cole's still great. Nestor Cortez is still great. They're still going to have enough pieces to win ninety plus ball games. It's just a matter of fact of. Will Rodon be healthy for the postseason? Because he's going to be that swing player, whether this team can win a World Series or not.
1: Well, there's a couple of interesting. I think that Cole is uh, Cole is still having a fine season. He had that one game where Boone left him in too long in Tampa Bay, but he's still, you know, he's still pitching very well. Herman has been up and down. Herman has had a couple of very good games. Cortez's ERA got ballooned up, especially after mm. ge- giving up the Yandy Diaz Grand Slam. Clark Schmidt and Johnny Brito have been sma- you know, absolutely smacked around. And You look at Clay Holmes has not had a good start out, no. out of the bullpen. Albert Abreu has been hit or miss, um, but you take a look at Wandy Peralta has been fantastic out of the bullpen, save for the the one hiccup that Michael King had over the weekend. He's been terrific. Ian Hamilton has been terrific. There's been a bunch of completely unheralded pitchers who have been carrying the Yankees' bullpen for the last few weeks. And, you know, quite frankly, I think in some ways, waiting for Rodon to get back and waiting for Cortez to find a little bit of uh, consistency Uh, You got to hand it to some of the no-names in their bullpen who have been doing the yeoman's work.
0: Yeah, because someone like Nestor Cortez is someone that I've had a lot of faith in over the last couple of years because he's been that good with the Yankees. So I want to believe he get back on track with this team, but maybe the Yankees do have to start sniffing around some maybe adding some more rotation depth um, near the trade deadline or coming up because if Rodon doesn't come back anytime soon or if he's not like all the way, Hundred percent for the rest of the season, like that's going to cast big aspirations for the rest of this Yankee season. And like you just mentioned, like a lot of the guys that we expected coming to this year to be good, like the Cortez's Clay Holmes was fantastic last season. Mm-hmm. He has been lived up but, to it, but yet. he
1: did become human by the second
0: half. He that's had a true. brilliant
1: first half, but by the second half, it was you know. Uh, people were trying to catch up with him. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but the the first half, he looked like the second coming of Mariano Rivera. And the second half, he looked like, Clay Holmes capable Well, maybe
0: yeah so maybe he's been figured out then and maybe he has to readjust to the league maybe the league adjusted to him so for this Yankees team I mean I think the offense can definitely score enough runs now that you got Judge back Volpe he hasn't had a a fantastic rookie season but what he could do on the base passes from you from a speed standpoint Rizzo has been fantastic this week Stan I still think is a great power threat so I don't think from an offensive standpoint I'm worried but you need some of those other guys in that rotation and bullpen to come along with the Garrett Coles Garrett Coles has had one of the largest workloads on his shoulders over the last few years since signing with the Yankees. I don't think any pitcher has pitched more innings than a Garrett Cole, so if you want him to be fresh for the postseason, because there have been times when you get to the playoffs, Garrett Cole does look a little worn down. If you want him to be fresh, then you're going to need some of these other rotation members to step up because you don't want to have to have Garrett Cole go out there and pitch seven innings for your chance to win. You're going to need some more relievers to step up, and you're going to need some other starters to give some length behind a Garrett Cole, so it's not all on him feeling like he has to win every fifth day.
1: Well, look at The Yankees are turning things around. Another big team seems to have turned things se- things around easy for you to say yeah. and a couple contenders are kind of on that weird bubble we're going to talk about that in segment two but right now let's talk about our new sponsor so rare it's yeah so so rare
0: let me pull up the ah, there we overlay go. for so it's rare a
1: revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 teams Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. You know what? They've partnered with MLB stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in the So Rare brand campaign, will engage with So Rare community throughout the season at Major League Baseball events. So Rare MLB game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three or four day cycle. At the end of game weeks, So Rare Major League managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards will win a variety of rewards, which can include So Rare scarcity cards game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. So head to sorare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards and set up your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards again that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing when today MLB locked on Diamondbacks crossover. I think I need a nap and a banana after that ad read. Um, I, that was, but you know, my back. I, I, my back was in that one. Hey, um, we, we talked hey. to the Yankees have turned things around. Uh, the, remember the Dodgers got off to a clunky start. Yeah, and people were looking. At, you know, the 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 Diamondbacks were like, hey, could this be our year? In yeah. the first twenty-two games, the Dodgers were eleven and eleven. And they played uh, as of this recording. Now that they they haven't played the game against the Minnesota Twins yet, but as of this recording, the Dodgers have played 19 games, including the one I went to the other day with my sons, and have won 15 of them. And they've and and they're they're right now on a pace to win 102 ball games. Now, of course, it just shows you that like if you get off to a like a, a 15 and four start and then you go 11 11 nobody would blink but because they're reversed people are like oh they got off the 11 11 what's going on nothing nothing is and do you know what's also go- what is going on with this team the fact that Evan Phillips has been unbelievable out of the bullpen I saw Tony Gonsolin pitch yesterday at the game at Dodger Stadium he's been fantastic Clayton Kershaw has found the fountain of youth Julio Rodriguez, uh, not Julio. Julio Urias. I'm th- still thinking about so rare. Julio Urias and Dustin May have both been very, very good out of the rotation, and they're getting contributions from people like you know James Outman. No one was no one was penciling him in, you know. Uh, and and you've seen like you know Miguel Vargas, has, you know, got a couple of hits the other day. And by the way, I was at the game at Dodger Stadium on my birthday on Mother's Day. Mookie Betts homered. And I thought, thank God the Red Sox got under the, ca- the tax threshold. What a tragedy <laughs> that would have been. I saw J.D. Martinez, uh, Mookie Betts, mm. and Xander Bogarts on the, f- on the Padres. I saw one-third of the 2018 World Series champion Boston Red Sox play. <laughs> um, and, of course, who was doing the announcing for San Diego? But that would be Orsillo. So if if you're a Red Sox fan, come to Southern California and cheer on your socks. They just happen to be wearing Dodger and Padre uniforms. But I think the Dodgers have they're right in the ship. I think that they're they're back on track. Um, and I'm, you're starting to see. I mean, like what Muncy? Muncy already has his 12 homers. You know, and and you know while his uh, uh, batting average is microscopic, he's got a great OPS. Freddie Freeman's, you know, starting to hit the ball well. And he's doing well. I mean, the Dodgers, I think, are in really good shape right now.
0: Yeah. I'm completely disgusted by the Dodgers because we talk about that slow start. And I look at that lineup and I'm like not thoroughly impressed with the names after a Mookie Betts and of Freddie Freeman. I'm not like floored by the names in that Dodgers lineup, but you sort team statistics by run scored and the Dodgers at the time of we're recording this, Monday, 6:30 p.m. The Dodgers are the number one scoring team in the National League. Fun fact for all you listeners, the D-backs are number two in scoring, but the Dodgers, you look at that lineup, and of course, you expect the Mookie Betts and the Freddie Freemans of the world to go off, but it's all these other names that get me upset, Sully, because I don't know who James Alman is. I never heard of him entering this season, and somehow he has over a 900 OPS, eight home runs, and a bunch of stolen bases with his Dodgers team. J.D. Martinez I thought was maybe over the hill at age 35. He has Over at 800 OPS. I thought Max Muncie might have been washed after the season we saw last year. One of the league leaders right now in a home. Runs. Jason Hayward is even having like a decent season with this Dodgers team, and he's someone that completely wrote off. I expected the rotation to be good. I expected the bullpen to be good. But some of the pieces in this lineup, I was like, I'm not too sure if the Dodgers lineup actually have enough pieces after their two MVP candidates. And boy, was I wrong because once again, the Dodgers were able to just find people off the scrap heap. They were able to dig through the garbage and somehow find just an untouched filet mignon just sitting at the bottom of the garbage pail so i'm really upset with the dodgers of course because i don't like them as the d-backs podcast host and once again they're in first place they have the best record in the division and i don't even think this dodgers team is as good as years past but even with that being said they're still the cream of the crop in the nls that's it for this edition of the locked on dimebacks podcast Thank you everyone who tuned into today's podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first to listen every day. If you do listen every day, put hashtag everydayer in the YouTube comment section on the Lockdown Dimebacks YouTube page. And don't forget to come back for part two with Sully Baseball tomorrow. We break down more teams who have been disappointed to start the year who we think can turn it around. And don't forget, you catch every D-Backs hometown pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the SiriusXM app and search up Diamondbacks on the app. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. doses.